Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hello there. And today we're talking about volume four of Kaiju number eight. This was such an action-packed volume and it really was. Also very like this the story definitely went forward or moved forward uh, in ways that mm. I was very happy with. <laughs> I guess as far as my words before we get into the character discussions, it's just that I love this volume and I'm excited to talk about it. What about you? Yeah, I, I guess I'll say that it was action-packed and that made the pages fly. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if the chapters were shorter, if the volume in general was shorter, but it just felt like, you know, I, I had just started reading it and then it was over. <laughs> I was like, wait... Hmm. not yet like we're just getting to the to the good stuff <laughs> right yeah and I, I mean i agree completely and since i have the physical books uh just looking at like the thickness of it 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 looks uh -huh. like the same as the others so i i i'm pretty sure it's just the fact that it, there's so much action in it that it yeah you, you just kind of fly through the pages because i experienced that as well and really good action too mm -hmm. just well paneled and uh drawn just yeah mm -hmm. really good stuff for sure very well, then let's talk about Kafka Hibino to kick this off. I, or, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but we did see a little bit of him doing like the, like partial transformation in the previous volume, or, or am I making that up? I'm pretty sure I, I could be wrong as well. It's been a long time since we <laughs> covered bit. volume three, <laughs> but if I remember correctly, he had started to experiment with the partial transformation and he was right. still trying to get used to it precisely yeah uh, uh yeah that's what i recall as well probably as far back as volume one to be honest you think i mean maybe because <laughs> i remember remember one time he was like resting on like a a kaiju dead body and then ichikawa comes up to him and is like hey we got our test exams back and, uh... and, then, he, and then he transforms his face like he was Control. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that was what he was doing or not. Right. Well, that that, that is a fair point, though. That, that that's some somehow tied to this. But anyway, um, sorry. We <laughs> we did get to see some more of that in this volume. How he just transforms partially, and um, how and, and like I, I kind of loved how at the beginning of the volume he used this partial transformation in, in order to hide or like to keep his kaiju form a secret, mm -hmm. whereas. By the end of the volume, he's partially, only partially transforming in order to prove that he's a human. Or in hopes of proving that he's a human. Um, so I, I think it's fun how it, it, he, he does it for two very different reasons at the start and at the end of the volume here. It's also nice to see his progression in being able to do it so flawlessly. Yeah. I, I do think he kind of struggled with it before. Mm. Um, mm. So... It's cool to see him come as far as he has in terms of understanding his newfound powers. And probably pretty good timing, too, because he is <laughs> really in over his head by the end of the end of the volume. He really is. He really is. But yeah, so yeah, his, his uh, secret finally came out about him being a kaiju, mm -hmm. or at least having a kaiju form. I guess it's hard to exactly say, because right now he's trying to prove that he's not a kaiju. Mm -hmm. but he does have a form that is a kaiju so i i guess i guess we don't know everything but um i i thought the moment when the reveal came um well the reveal for the majority of the characters yeah was a a a moment that i had been waiting for for quite a while um <laughs> but man it, it was so good it was definitely worthy of this how he did it really to save everybody's lives and yeah it was, yeah it was awesome well, a couple of things about that. It really helped establish his relationship with the squad, Squad 3. Yeah. And that they trust him and they have his back. Yeah. Uh, which I loved. Uh, that was so wholesome and nice. Yeah, it was super wholesome. <laughs> I like how we also see what has happened to the little kaiju that he swallowed or that went down his throat, I guess just to say. It looks like it's, be it's replaced his heart and become a core. I didn't actually connect that that was that little kaiju, but I guess it is. I guess that's what I assumed, just because what else could <laughs> it have been? Because they, they do say his, his heart is now a, a core. Uh, exactly, exactly. Which is probably going to make it difficult to prove that he is human. 
if he is human right because well so because when when i when i because <laughs> when i saw this uh, or when when i got to that part in the in this volume where it was revealed that or well that well at least supposedly his heart mm-hmm. is actually like a kaiju core then yeah as i said i didn't consider the fact that it might be that little kaiju which i think is definitely a good possibility though uh instead i just imagined that his heart was always like that and that oh, and that would give more that. that would give some more credibility to my theory about kafka actually being a kaiju originally dude though though uh, I, I having heard your idea there i kind of feel like that makes a little more sense though considering that kai, little kaiju did after all go into him and this would explain kind of what what became of it right <laughs> No, you 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 have a point. Um, that that theory is definitely still on the table. Um, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I think it's one that I I think we both kind of thought would be really cool if that ends up being mm-hmm. the case. But I'll be honest, when I did when I did reread this, I, that didn't come to mind. It it was my thought was, oh, the little guy replaced his heart somehow. Yeah, or 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 like if if it is the the little kaiju, then. Well, yeah, replacing the heart, I guess, or having maybe just like covered over the heart, like kind of embraced it so that it's completely covering the heart or something. Maybe something like that, yeah. But I don't know. I remember when I first read this, I thought that the reveal to Squad 3 that Kafka is a kaiju just kind of came suddenly and was honestly a lot sooner than I thought it would be in the story. I thought they were going to milk this oh. hiding his transformation for longer. I see. Um, and I actually was really impressed, or maybe impressed not the right word. I was pleasantly surprised that they had done it quickly. And I was like, that, I think that's kind of bold. Like, I feel some other shonen type of stories would have dragged it out as long as they could, potentially. Mm him keeping it a secret i feel like that's a somewhat of a superhero trope uh, you know what i mean y- yeah that, that that is true actually yeah i i don't know for me i i guess i shouldn't name any names because that would spoil stuff but the thing that i was comparing this to has to reveal quite early so i was constantly expecting this to happen kind of at any moment <laughs> so to me uh, it almost felt like they dragged it out <laughs> so that hmm. that's kind of interesting interesting uh but 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 i i loved i loved the moment when it happened and i, I think it was a good length for the wait for it <laughs> yeah I, I especially after the reread i i agree mm. um it was yeah it was a good good place uh i, I i'm not gonna agree with the it taking too long i <laughs> i <laughs> honestly think it was just in a in a right and and a place that i thought was kind of uh creative for at least for what i've read nice but in that scene when he he just saved everybody's lives and he's just standing there after he punched the thing away or mm-hmm. well yeah whatever yeah i i love the design in how his kaiju face is just all cracked and you can see his yeah. human face underneath that looks so yeah. freaking awesome i love that <laughs> It does. And it's not something I expected would, I guess, be possible to happen. Because I just assumed his entire body, like, right. through and through, morphed into the kaiju. But supposedly his human face is underneath that kaiju face. Uh, so I think that's really interesting, this design thing or, or gimmick thing or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I think it's a bit of a symbolism for who he is like on the outside yeah. he may look like a kaiju but on the inside he's he's truly is human mm. um at least that's what i want to think <laughs> <laughs> the author might be trying to understand i mean that's something what kafka wants people to understand is that he's human obviously we you know we're thinking that <laughs> maybe he could have some kaiju background that no one knows about yet <laughs> um but i i still I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he is actually human. And I hope he's able to prove that in some way. Right. I like the way you interpreted the, the like a human face within the kaiju phase. 
Yeah. And it, it, it definitely works along the lines, you know, if he actually is human fully or whatever, mm-hmm. then then definitely I really like the, the symbolism of that. Uh, but since I can't quite let go of the idea that he might be a kaiju <laughs> more so uh-huh. or originally or whatever, um, uh, I I guess the way I interpreted the, the crack cracked face thing was just that mm-hmm. it, it, it shows both sides of him. Like, it shows okay. both yeah, par- yeah. part of the human and part of the kaiju uh, face at the same time. That's another thing, um, yeah. But re- regardless, yeah, the imagery there is, is, is amazing, I think. It's really nice. And I like how it's him and Mina yeah. kind of looking at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, man, this this was a good good volume for their relationship. Not, I mean, not as far as I wanted it to go, but hmm. definitely... Some good little steps, I felt like. Definitely was. <laughs> I guess speaking about that, he gets really emotional about uh, the goal of standing by Mina's side and, yeah, you know, hoping that that dream isn't dashed after his secret's been out. And we'll talk about her response later, but it's just, it's nice to see, I don't know, I mean, it it makes sense why he would be emotional about that, but... You know, a lot of the times, guys who are in their 30s or whatever, having dreams like that and, and really getting caught up in the moment and, and upset, you know, that's usually not something you want, you not want to see, but um, you don't see because, you know, we're supposed to be impervious to that kind of stuff and mm. hardened veterans or whatever. <laughs> right. But here he just shows visible frustration um, and kind of anxiety of having his chances dash just like that potentially right yeah no, i i agree i think it's 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 great to well yeah to have a character like him actually just really show his vulnerability like that i think that's important yeah. to to display those type those sides uh in these types of characters as well as well yeah i am a little bit worried about him now <laughs> seeing the the, the, <laughs> the final page of this volume just being <laughs> completely gut punched by the Oh my gosh! Arms of those uh, that 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 they made out of that kaiju number two, like that that does not look pres- pleasant. You know, for the most part, he hasn't really been getting his butt kicked throughout this story. I mean, True. When he when he's transformed, for the most part, he's the one doing the butt kicking, and mm-hmm. he's kind of been op in a way and whatnot. But now <laughs> he's on the ropes here. Like, mm. granted. I I don't remember. Did he transform at the? Was he fully transformed at the end there? Or was uh, he no, he's partially? he's still just partially. He has the teeth, but but That's like right. other though, other than the teeth, his face is still human. So he hasn't fully gone. He's still like tran- partially transformed. So it's like he's not fighting for real. But still, mm. this is the most he's gotten. Um, schooled in fighting in this entire series it it yeah but another reason why he's probably do like why he is getting his ass handed to him the way as as majorly as he is uh is probably also because he's not actually fighting back if he was right trying to fight back i think he would have done better obviously (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah yeah no this is rough right now yeah but he'll regenerate thank goodness Do you want to move on to Mina Ashiro? Sure. I thought it was really cute to see how like, her tiger Bako acts like like as a as a support for her when she fires her rifle. Yeah. Like she gets to like lean back on it so that she doesn't like recoil back. Right. I, I love that. <laughs> I had wondered what the point of Bako was. The tiger is like, what? <laughs> Why do you have this? But now it it makes sense. Or it. I mean, it makes sense, maybe not the right word, but <laughs> there is there is a reason for it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. you know, a nice soft cushion for the for her recoil, or whatever. Yeah, mm. I can get behind that. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> we also get to really, really see how great of a combo she and uh, Soshiro are in in combat. Oh, so awesome! Like, yeah, that was that was really, really awesome, and. Um, and we and, and we also understand really how glad she is to have him as her vice captain. Like she right. really really appreciates having him around uh you know doing what he's doing. And when that was made that clear, it made me feel like there's 
kind of no way for Kafka to replace Soshiro in that exact position, unless Soshiro would die at any point. Uh. I, I, I believe Kafka could probably still fight by her side. You know, he doesn't have to be her vice captain necessarily. Well, I mean, like that—that's kind of been what he's been striving towards so far. But I believe uh-huh. he can find a different place by her side. Um, so he doesn't. He, he. I don't think he will necessarily need to replace Soshiro. Fair, but also I. I think in terms of close combat, he still has that edge. I mean, sure, he's not fighting with a sword, but hmm. he is still able to take care of the kaiju and, and the smaller kaiju mm-hmm. um, that Mina seems to not be as good at. Yeah, um, true. At least that's what it implied. So I, I feel like there's still a place. Not to say that that means he should be replacing uh, Hoshina, but I do think that um, they can fill similar roles. Um, who knows? Maybe Hoshina will become a captain instead of a vice captain. Oh yeah, I guess so. Uh, but but he right, but Soshiro and and Mina seem to like that they are so in sync and they are such really perfect uh, like combatants, yeah, uh, like absolutely cooperating like that. That mm-hmm. I don't know. Even if she and Kafka would go back to being on good terms again, I. And, and and even if he matches or maybe even surpasses uh, Soshiro in, in like, cl- close combat capabilities, I still think it's hard for him to match just the the sheer, yeah, yeah, just, like, sync and, and collaboration, cooperation that Soshiro and, and Mina have mm. in, in combat like, like this. I don't know. Who knows? You could always improve. Uh True. That is very true. <laughs> um, but I do think she felt very betrayed when when she learned about Kafka's kaiju powers. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. she is professional enough to to take care of him, or well, to, to to take him into custody, like she did. Um, mm-hmm. And she is very, as I said, just yeah, she feels betrayed. But I I was still. As we saw happen, like I, I knew she, she, she wouldn't actually oppose him. Mm-hmm. Right? I felt very strongly about that. Anyway, uh, which I was, <laughs> I was glad. I was glad that actually was was the case here. Um, I got slightly worried initially when I saw like just that stern kind of expression of hers and how she right. just initially took him in like that. But but yeah yeah she 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 wouldn't actually uh, like fight him or want to kill him or want anything bad to happen to him so that that was super sweet and really the scene we got with them talking there it's um obviously more than we've gotten so far i I believe um yeah but still as you said also earlier not it's not enough it's still not enough (laughs) we still need more uh but really because i i believe they uh, she and kafka they just need some downtime together, like just to relax and catch up properly. That's what they need, and yeah. In order for I think for things to to really start to improve between the two of them, I think. I agree. I think that it would help to go over their backstory a little bit more as well. Yeah, because I mean, we only we only get snippets of it, so mm. it would be nice to see, you know, what kind of tragedy they experienced. Um, mm. Maybe a little bit more of their just their childhood uh, in that way, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's enough so far, and I don't know what else they can or how you do it because having this intimate alone time in the vehicle could have been or intimate strong word, but you know, one on one time at least, yeah, in 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 that vehicle could have been a good opportunity to do so. But I guess she's still on the clock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And who knows who's watching. Uh, she wants to make sure she has the res- the respect of everything. Mm. And it, it's it's a lot for her to process. Because, like you said, I do feel like she felt betrayed. I kind of ha- Did I have you going in our previous discussions of, about how she would react to... <laughs> 
Kafka's things. I mean, Kafka's secret. It definitely made an impact. the The fact that you brought up the idea of her maybe wanting to go as far as to kill him for being a kaiju, because she is, uh-huh. after all, a kaiju hunter, a kaiju yeah. killer. Uh, definitely. Though, as I believe I said when we talked about it, I I didn't think she would go that far. Um, no, yeah, you, so you kept your guns, I, <laughs> which I'm glad I did. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. but but still, you definitely you definitely got me thinking about it, and <laughs> uh, and and so so when when it just started at the yeah in this volume here, I figured like oh shit, is she is she gonna start to actually oppose him <laughs> here? So it did get me a little worried. <laughs> that was a thought I had when I first read it. Mm. I wondered if her devotion to hunting kaiju would have outweighed her judgment yeah you know mm. that she cares for kafka <laughs> but uh mm-hmm. at least based on this it seems like she's able to still keep a somewhat clear mind yeah um although i will say when kafka asks if he can still be at her side her answer is sure i'll be waiting yeah, it's a good answer, and you. I I feel like there's like a slight smile in her, on yeah. her face when when she replies back, but it does feel, maybe a, either hesitation or, maybe a, a tad bit hurt about it. I I think she is still hurt. Like she like yeah. the betrayal. I think she still feels that. Um, yeah. So she is gonna have to maybe either let some time pass for that to heal. Or work mm-hmm. on it some other way, but uh, yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I do think that still exists. Uh, though, yeah, as you said, like she is still clear-minded enough, I guess, to yeah to actually recognize that this is Kafka, this is her childhood friend, and not right. not some villain, you know. And to her credit, she's also wanting him to prove that he's human. Yeah, she. It seems like she wants him to do that at headquarters. So precisely. At the very least, that's what she wants the outcome to be, and not him killed. Uh, from what from what we understand, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's my thing. And and I I like the moment that they had in the car. Yeah, could have should have been more, <laughs> but um, we'll we'll get something eventually. It's kind of a tease. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the tease. <laughs> yeah. Anything else on Mina? Just story wise. She announces the transfer of rookies to different squads. Right. I don't know what exactly that's going to do to the story. Maybe, you know, Ichikawa will get interesting training somewhere. Right. Maybe they'll meet up with Kafka elsewhere. But it does seem like, for the time being, Squad 3 may split up. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that'll be interesting. I, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Very well. Let's uh, talk a bit about Kikoru Shinomiya next. She and Reno really are working really well alongside each other on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, I think. I, I guess it started maybe a little bit in the previous volume. Um, maybe. Or maybe I'm making that up. Either way, we saw it pretty clearly Bye. here. Uh, they were fighting very efficiently and well alongside each other. And <laughs> part of me, <laughs> part of me wants to ship them. Um, but if I ship them for that reason, then I also got to ship Mina and Soshiro, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, yeah. I can't yet. Not yet. No. Maybe, maybe it's premature. <laughs> I want to, honestly, I kind of, I kind of ship Hoshina, Hoshina and, uh, the, I don't know her name. I forget her name, but she's has glasses and she seems to be like a, Reception it, not reception. Yeah, or like like the the girl who or woman who like reports or like sends the different uh, like information stuff during the right, right. Yeah, her name is Konomi Okonogi. That's right, Okonogi. That's right. Mm. Yeah, I mean they seem to get along pretty well, and of course that does not automatically mean uh, relationship, but it does mean shipping fuel. So (laughs) I I don't know, like that's something that I. Uh, could see being a thing. Uh, more so her having feelings for him versus the other way around. Uh, but who knows? Uh, anyway, uh, but 
but this is about Kikoru. Uh, <laughs> Actually, though, be sorry before you before you go on to more about her. I just wanted to say since we were talking about Konami Okonogi, uh, there was a little character page for her between two of the chapters here, and oh yeah, it you know it always says what they like, like things things they like, and I I just I loved uh-huh. the combination of things that Okonogi likes. It's math, mysteries, karaoke, and bear merchandise. Bear merchandise? Yeah. <laughs> Man, she should go to Hokkaido. She should love it there. Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Kikoru. <laughs> I'm not sure what Kikoru's uh, thoughts on bear merchandise are. We'll have to <laughs> ask her that later. But mm. uh, no, I, I like uh, her in combat here. Um, coming in clutch to take down the legs of the giant kaiju number 10 Mm. that was really cool and uh yeah just continuing on with her awesome axe skills i mean that that axe is a keeper absolutely absolutely and very fitting of her (laughs) for her um did we know before this volume that her mother was killed by kaiju i can't remember if we did know that i don't or so yeah I don't think we knew that, or at least I definitely don't remember having heard that. Either way, uh, I think it's interesting to know because I remember I thought, I, th- I believe back in volume like one or so, uh, I thought that her choice to slay Kaiju for a hobby, which she did before she joined the Defense Force, um, I thought that was a little bit sad potentially because early on I viewed it as her, well, in some way being. Uh, brainwashed slash manipulated by her father to want mm-hmm. to do that type of stuff so i i felt like her having that as a hobby was kind of a sad thing and sure maybe that's still the case i guess i i don't i don't know everything about her but after having learned this that her mother was killed by kaiju i feel like there exists a, a stronger possibility of her having chosen that hobby for herself and for that to be more of a personal thing for her that she chose. So yeah. I, I, I liked, I was happy that we got that information. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think I remember it being a reveal that her mother was killed by Kaiju. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I, I think for this to, for the, yeah, for that to be here, but now we're getting to really know her daddy. Yeah. Um, and clearly their relationship is not great. Yeah. That was honestly very upsetting. Yeah. It's interesting that Kikoru is there during the whole thing, though. The whole thing being um, Kafka's kind of interrogation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So I, I guess perks of being the, the daughter of the head guy. Mm, precisely. Um, <laughs> but don't know if she'll have anything to do going forward other than watching. Mm. Yeah. I'll I'll get into some predictions at, at the end of this. I think a little bit tied to this by by the end of the episode here. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Something that the physical books do that I really like a lot, or at least the last two volumes have done this. Can't remember about volume one and two, but at least volume three and four have had like a couple pages like at the very beginning of the volume when when you open it up. There's a couple of colored pages um okay and they like the first three or so pages are just page sized images like are pieces of artwork um of well characters or 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 places from the series and there was one image in particular here um the second image in this uh in this volume it's of kafka and kikoru just looking down at the ground and like they're they're where they spotted like a tiny little kaiju which is like underneath the plants or it's like the same it's like i guess it's it's about the size of a of, of the grass uh hmm. like it, it's a very tiny little little kaiju um which i thought was just funny um i <laughs> mean it, it's cute i guess well the kaiju is actually kind of disgusting looking but um Oh, I yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it here. Okay, you have the image. Uh, for some reason, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of a cool looking thing. It, it is cool, but I, I also like it's so funny to me that I, we talked a little bit about this last time about 
the size of the these creatures that are referred to as kaijus in the series that they are like human sized a lot of the time whereas that's definitely not what i would have in my head considered a kaiju <laughs> before but here we see something mm -hmm. even tinier than that like like it's like <laughs> like yeah like mushroom sized <laughs> yeah uh, and that's i mean in the context of the story like I, that's got to be a kaiju um of, of, of some kind uh so it's yeah it's funny anyway that's uh, probably all i had on kikuru although that last thing wasn't really tied to her that very much anyway do you have anything <laughs> else on kikuru no okay then let's talk next about soshiro hoshino the mvp of this volume yeah that, or yeah i believe so or mm. i mean Ko mina does come in clutch obviously she's the she's the killer in the end but without hoshina it, it's not it's not possible yeah and I, you could also argue for kafka since he actually punched the whole oh, thing away. Okay. <laughs> although sure. although I do think Soshiro absolutely is a fair candidate for that. <laughs> All right. The tag team. Tag team. Yeah. <laughs> uh no, but yeah, uh you know, he he yeah, that, that that entire like first half or so roughly uh of the volume or maybe actually more than that or, uh, or anyway, roughly the first half. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Um mm -hmm. there were Several points uh, during his battle with Kaiju number ten, where I thought that oh shit, he's gonna die, <laughs> um, which which I kind of enjoyed, um, and there were even also a few times where I found myself kind of hoping that he would die in that battle, only because <laughs> I thought a loss like that would be interesting, I guess, for the remaining characters. Uh, yeah, and to see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah, to see kind of. Yeah, how they would deal with that and how that would affect the story at large. Because I feel like up until this volume, I didn't feel like a lot of the action pieces had really left us with a lot of consequence, kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I was thinking, since, I mean, it seemed like, at, you know, Matsumoto, when he, when he drew or, and write this, I'm sure he, he, he wanted the readers to think that Soshiro would die in that battle. And mm. I, I fell for it. I, I thought at a couple times that, that he would. And during the times when it looked like he wouldn't, I was still kind of hoping that he would. Um, <laughs> that said, though, even though he didn't die, I was still left satisfied with that, that battle since, you know, it was still, there was still consequence in there, you know, with the, as we talked, you know, Kafka's identity as, as a kaiju was revealed. So big things still happened so i'm still happy but but yeah um it, it, it was a great great battle i agree and i love kind of the backstory that we get it's, it's only a little bit but what drives him and his love for the blade or dedication to the blade um, and, and i like how he just kind of sticks to his blade and understands like that's what i'm good at mm. and i'm gonna be the best at that exactly um, yeah even though yeah. everyone throughout most of his life just told him to quit right yeah yeah it's awesome that he st stuck with it and that's what made the whole mina and him dynamic so interesting mm. because she was the one to be his first believer really yeah and for sure um which was which is surprising that's something i expected but it just gives gives their character their uh, relationship a really good boost definitely did yeah yeah i i, I really like that by the way th those flying yoju who became like living missiles to attack soshiro <laughs> at that one point uh he uh -huh. said that it's just that kind of uh cold-blooded attack that he expects from a kaiju Th does he not know that humans have been known to do the same thing in history <laughs> like i don't know for me like the kamikaze pilots during world war ii come to mind yeah and it's like literally that. I thought about that. And that's that's uh, <laughs> that's human tactics. Uh, like yeah. Mm, I mean, it's it's dreadful, but it, I don't know if it's commentary against uh, that yeah. tactic. Honestly, I could see that. It, I could see that. Or if it was just kind of absent-mindedness <laughs> on the writer's part. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but. <laughs> But I like how he he has some pretty good one-liners, you know, I'll defend it to the end, meaning the 
the base and the squad, especially since he was the vice captain and right, right. Uh, plays in his hands. And that's the only thing that I that proves I exist. Uh, yeah. Which it it one part is kind of it's kind of sad, but also, but if you think of a positive way, it shows that he knows what he's good at and wants to take pride in what he's good at. Hmm. Um, that is fair. So he did, yeah. So anyway, yeah, just some really nice things from him. Right, yeah. About about that last part, because when I read it, I had uh, I was kind of like, no, dude, you shouldn't think about it that way. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess yeah, the fact that he he does take pride in it and that you could take you could interpret it that way, I, I guess. I guess that makes it a, right. bit, a little bit nicer. <laughs> I, I definitely interpreted both ways, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what he was trying to imply, but I, I could see it going either way. Precisely, yeah, for sure. So do you got anything else on Soshiro? No, but I mean, I guess just that apparently he expected something wrong or, not, or something was up with Kafka. Right, but I, I, think, I think that much was clear. Right, I, and I don't think that he's going to be one to freak out about this. I think he's just as supportive as everyone else in squad three. I think so too. Mm. Because he, they, he knows Kafka. Right. Plus I believe, um, Mina told Kafka that everyone in division three supported him or something like that. So that would include him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, in the third division, not a single person considers you a kaiju threat. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Oh, I love that. That, that You know, that warmed my heart <laughs> when she said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Next, let's talk about... Well, yeah, let's talk about Isao Shinomiya. Screw this douchebag. <laughs> my yeah. gosh. Like... Like his scene with uh, with his daughter especially upset me, and then obviously yeah. the way he he treats Kafka is super unpleasant. Also, but my gosh, like yeah, even the people he's supposed to love, he treats as just yeah. dirt. You know, <laughs> uh huh. It's not great, right? Like, I wonder. I mean, clearly he's very powerful, um, mm-hmm. and made me wonder if he might be able to use like to utilize 100% of his combat suits power. Oh man. Like, I don't know because uh, at least, you know, yeah, just the fact that he is incredibly powerful and the strongest force member they had ever seen. Uh, right. At, at least. Yeah. When he, at the time was younger and he, I don't know, he still seems incredibly power, powerful. And, how he he considers his daughter, who is a very 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 talented person when it comes to these sorts of things, he considers her a failure, and like it was when he yeah, said he... that because she yeah she is like a protege when it comes to to these things, but he considers her a failure makes me feel like yeah that 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 he his capabilities are just outrageously high probably and that's why he puts that I guess that kind of uh, those expectations on his daughter, but since she isn't, mm. I guess, close enough to those expectations, uh, he considers her a failure. Boo! Like, oh, you can't utilize one hundred percent of your commentator's power. You're a failure. I get good. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Honey, I'm very disappointed in you. You only can go at ninety-eight percent. Oh, actually, no. <laughs> she's not even. She's not quite there yet, but no. still. Yeah, no. I mean, by your age, I would. I could. I could love to. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I thought it was very manipulative of him to mention the death of her mother, mm. and that it was to kaiju. Um, yeah, it's it's like, man, do you think she would have forgotten that? Like, come on, right? So he's not looking great. Definitely a uh, somewhat stereotypical military, uh, tough, hard, strict by the rules guy. I can tell you I've dealt with, dealt with those guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely not pleasant right now. No. For sure. According to Kafka, he emitted the aura of a daikaiju. Yeah. That was pretty boss. It, yeah. <laughs> I assume that was because he had those, um, like, the suit and the arms from the kaiju number two that he emitted that aura, but... Mm-hmm. But but before I understood that, I was like, "Wait, what's up with this guy?" 
but yeah, no, I, I feel like it's got to be that, right? <laughs> well, it's that and that he's exerting a cert- probably a certain percentage that it makes it feel like there's actually a kaiju mm. in the room. And yeah, man, yeah, I... If I'm gonna like take a guess at any number of the percentage that he draws from the suit, I'm gonna say 100, cause it's mm-hmm. gotta be crazy. <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah. Too crazy. Mm-hmm. My last thing here, although this isn't exactly on his character, but it's well, this was the best place I could put it, is something that we learned from one of the guys working for him about there being a certain country that's experimenting with kaiju to human tissue transplants. Somewhere in this world, there is a country that does that. Right. Yeah. And that was also interesting, obviously, in regards to Kafka's situation and the kaiju who went inside of him and mm-hmm. all of those things. I, I, I feel like that there's no there's no way we're not going to get more information on that eventually. This, this was probably just like an early little, yeah. little vague little hint that was dropped um, for something much bigger. Right. Yeah, could that little kaiju have been invented by that enemy state? Precise. Yeah, right. Could be something like that, maybe. <laughs> or is it just some other phenomena? We yeah. shall see. We shall, we shall. One thing, I'll, last thing I'll say about uh, Shinomiya Isao is that mm. I, I mentioned that he's kind of being manipulative to his daughter by mentioning the wife is, or the death of his wife. Uh-huh. But I also think it, it shows that he holds a grudge against kaiju oh yeah um true pretty deeply for killing his wife so i'm sure well not sure but perhaps when he was younger and his wife was alive maybe he wasn't such a jerk but since then maybe he's become much much more close-minded um and revenge filled potentially yeah, I can see that. I can see that, definitely. Well then, um, is there any other character you want to talk about? So Kaiju number 10, mm. he turned giant. So you got what you wanted, right? Uh, yes. Got a giant Kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we have seen giant ones, but seeing a hu- uh, like a, yeah, a humanoid-sized one grow into a big one uh, yeah. is promising for the idea of Kafka doing the same thing eventually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who uh, knows? It, it's interesting <laughs> when he went on the battlefield. They mentioned like, "Oh, there's another giant kaiju or uh, or something like that." And I thought I was like, "Wait, is he gonna become giant?" But no, he mm. he's still the same size. It's like okay, right? Exactly. Yeah, dude, I didn't didn't even think about that. So when kaiju number ten grew in size, it's um, I, I can't remember the word, but like the the threat level or whatever, like that that number increased. Yeah, like to nine point. Something or other. Yeah, or 9.0, I believe. Or was it just 9? Yeah. Oh, okay, mm. yeah. And, and was Kafka 9.8 or something? Yeah, yeah. It Ka- was 9.8. Kafka's there. Kaiju is 9, 9.8. So the fact that that number grew as Kaiju number 10 grew in size should mean that if Kafka's Kaiju could grow also, like, oh, man. how much is that threat level number or power level number going to increase <laughs> jeez cuz he's already more like more powerful in his humanoid size <laughs> where's a uh, godzilla on this scale i i would like uh, yeah that would be fun to know comparison point yeah my god <laughs> wouldn't it be all oh, wouldn't it be pretty cool if like godzilla is kaiju number 1 or something like that oh that would, okay that'd be a cool reference i like that that would be cool like back in the 50s was the kaiju number one because we know in the 70s was when kaiju number two appeared uh-huh so it it's possible <laughs> yeah oh, that would be that would be pretty neat um <laughs> but uh, going back to kaiju number 10 yes I, there's just one thing about his design that those eyes all over the body especially mm. That one scene where they think they have him, but he's like, God, I could see you. Yeah. Like, uh, very creepy. That's, yeah, oh, that, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I also loved how he had, I, he really enjoyed that, like the rivalry with Soshiro that he, yeah. he had there. He was really into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, almost almost kind of cute. It kind of came and went. Like, yeah. you know, Kaiju number nine is still about. But mm-hmm. it seems like Kaiju number 10 has bit the dust. Yeah, yeah. Which I actually kind of expected. Uh, I didn't think he would mm. stick around 
for as long. Still, yeah, we didn't get anything for number nine, though, in this volume, other than just a brief mention. So hopefully we'll get some content on him in the next volume. Last character I want to mention is just uh, Ichikawa. Mm. Have you know he mentions to Kafka in the very beginning, have faith in your squad. You know they can, we ha you have good members behind you, and he does for a bit, but then obviously he he reveals his secret. But even then, his squad has his back. So um, mm. it goes to show that it's it's good to place your trust and faith in people that have your back you know that you can believe in sometimes Absolutely. it's hard to find those people but yeah he's definitely found them there that yeah um, so true i he, love that ichikawa is such a bro mm. you know i have faith like what a, what a guy yeah i i love i love how that came back in a way that one wouldn't necessarily have expected the way that having faith in one's team yeah how it came back mm -hmm. right then like after the whole battle and everything i yeah it was beautiful like that yeah it was so let's get into the final stretch so Starting with some of the predictions, and since we were just talking about Reno Ichikawa, I've been thinking a little bit about what to make of the the fact that the third division is now supposedly going to get split across other uh, defense force divisions. Mm -hmm. And I don't know uh, the, the, this 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 specific little thread. I haven't exactly been able to come up with too many predictions for, other than I, I guess. Uh, this opens up the possibility for the story to have like multiple parallel plots uh, taking place, you know, simultaneously in different locations. That could be interesting, obviously, depending on how it's done. But I, don't know, I, I also imagine it could introduce us to some new characters in these other divisions where uh, some of these characters will spend their time. That could be interesting. Mm. Is this like the training arc? Is that where we're going? <laughs> oh, hmm. Actually. Actually, for some reason, I hadn't considered that, but I, I guess that's, uh, that's possible, at at least at least for some of these guys. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. But about I guess the more immediate events in the story right now, I think it's very likely that they'll somehow find a way to prove Kafka's humanity. Love will find a way. Yeah, know. like somehow they they'll they'll find a way. I I I believe in the next volume. Mm. Even if they manage to just like, if it's just a stretch, like maybe maybe it's not gonna be super clear, but maybe mm -hmm. maybe it'll be yeah, kind kind of far fetched. Uh, they'll I think it's still quite possible that that they'll find this <laughs> this way, uh, because something like that I think is necessary, like uh, some kind of proof. Is gonna going to be necessary for for Isao to to agree to let, let Kafka go. Mm. If they can't prove his humanity in any way at all, then it's kind of screwed. Mm -hmm. That's like I guess my main prediction for this. My alternative prediction is that if they can't prove that Kafka is a human, and honestly, I th I believe this one might be more interesting. Um, if they can't prove that he is a human, then it could be neat, and 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 this is what ties in with uh, Kikoru already being at the same location as Kafka. Right. That they would, that they would escape somehow. Oh. Uh, Kikoru and Kafka would escape and regroup with the rest of the third division. Okay. And the group, like the gang, the main characters, the third division essentially, would um, kind of go rogue or kind of become vigilantes in a sense. Mm. where they would be fighting both kaiju and this quote-unquote corrupted defense force at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that could be kind of interesting, though, yeah, uh, maybe it's maybe it's too wacky, I don't know. No, I, I don't know what would be too wacky. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that, that I think could be, could be fun, and could explain why Kikuru is there, because Kafka may need some help to get away. And it would also mean that this spreading out of the guys from the third division might not actually result in much. That they would all just kind of regroup as wanted criminals or something. Uh if if they did mm -hmm. do if if something like this did happen, that 
everyone who believes in Kafka would just become lawless. Mm. But yeah, that 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 was more like my alternate uh, speculation there. Okay, gotcha. But that that's it for my 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 uh, speculations, I believe. Okay, I don't really have any questions I want to give. I think we mm. covered most of anything. I mean, we're in a very cliffhanger moment. Uh, we really are. I yeah. <laughs> I think we were kind of in a cliffhanger last time. You know, in the middle of a middle of a fight, middle of the start True. of a fight. True. Um, but this one, like you know, it's almost it's almost like we stopped mid uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> at a stopping point. <laughs> just pause, pause the the episode and just walk away for for several months. Yeah, several months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this episode is going to be our last uh, Kaiju number eight discussion of twenty twenty two. Okay. Next year, though, I I guess we will most or very likely, pretty much guaranteed, catch up to where you were uh, when you stopped reading, right? Yeah. Uh, guaranteed. Get yeah, guaranteed at some point next year. So that that's really exciting. Um, I think for the both of us, uh, right. you'll you'll fully be able to join in on all the speculations without having to kind of <laughs> yeah. uh, stop yourself any at, at any point. Tiptoe around things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have any final words you want to share? I just think about potential anime for this series and how the, I hope they do the action scenes justice because they're really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, you know, head over heels with the story. There's definitely some interesting characters. It's moving the plot along, especially now. But I think the action is just really top notch and something that I would enjoy enjoy watching you know kind of one of those popcorn movies kind of a thing i like that imagine if this got the demon slayer treatment in terms of visuals wow yeah oh man imagine i would love that Mm, me too me too that'd be that'd be so smooth yeah that would be pretty awesome i wonder what studio would pick it up yeah (laughs) yeah i don't have no clue (laughs) uh yeah yeah excited to see that eventually but with that all said i guess that's it for this week yeah so if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by rating our show on the podcast platforms and subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 5. Bye-bye! See you later! Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom.